Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sun's out and shades are in. Get your home summer ready with custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Get a high-end look without the high-end price with the most popular outdoor shades and transform your backyard into the perfect weekend oasis with light-filtering shades that help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, right now, Blinds.com is offering up to 35% off of everything, making it a breeze to upgrade any room in your home, indoors or out. With over 25 million blinds sold and 35,000 five-star reviews, there's a reason why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments in the world. Whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish, Blinds.com makes ordering custom window treatments online easy with free shipping and a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Sunshine and barbecues are in the forecast. Upgrade your backyard and window treatments with Blinds.com today and enjoy your new view all summer long. Go to the link in our show notes to shop up to 35% off site-wide. That's the link in our show notes for up to 35% off site-wide. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Crossbody of Work. My name is Evan. I'm Javier. And we're looking at Danny Bryan for the third time. Third time's a charm. That's right. Part three, Debry. I loved everything about this. This episode was excellent. All of the Danny Bryan episodes have been excellent. They're so good. Dude, like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I understand that, you know, it's Daniel Bryan, sure. Like, is Daniel Bryan's anyone's favorite wrestler of all time? Probably not, unless you're like, unless you were like, you know, around what age are you like an addicted wrestling fan as a kid like seven to 11 i would say yeah around there unless you were like that age when daniel bryan was at his peak or like around wrestlemania 30 or whatever i feel like daniel like hey i fucking love daniel bryan daniel bryan is in my top five favorite wrestlers of all time but like he's not my number one but watch like i don't think i'm more attached to a wrestler like as a person uh, than i am for daniel bryan brian danielson I've listened to his book a million times. Like I know a way more details about his life than I should. Like I followed his journey in the independence and then it's like your boys. It's like you're hanging like, out. Yeah. Like it, honestly, if, if I could meet any fucking wrestler, I, I would want to meet Brian Danielson. Fair. Like, I, genuinely. He, he's just, just an awesome guy. I think the only other person who would have Daniel Bryan as their number one wrestler of all time is like an ROH diehard, like from the beginning, like then, from the jump. There's probably somebody who's like, watching brian danielson put people no. in knots i would say it's i would say their favorite would be like samoa joe or if they don't care about you know people being pieces of shit austin aries <laughs> that's true if you have no barometer for people being garbage you love austin aries speaking Those, of people who aren't garbage brian danielson yeah brian danielson opposite of garbage nice man Before actually in, yells at people for their garbage for being garbage yeah we like people who call out other people on their shit 
Before we get into the actual matches, all the housekeeping things, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Crossbody of Work. Subscribe wherever you're listening and leave us a five-star review. Also, the merch store is open, fullpressshop.com. We're a couple weeks away from Evan having lots of free time. Tell me on Twitter what I should stream on Twitch. Yes. What things I, I should stream. I have a lot of free time as well. Yes. So. We might be streaming some things. If you want to hear more content from the boys, tell us what you want and we'll we'll make it. We'll make it happen. We're yes, we're we're men of the people. You Do know? you want us to dive bomb into Verdansk? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Do you want us to race around Monza in Formula One 2020? Sure. You want me to race around Rainbow Road in Mario Kart? Sure. I could do that too. Sure. Uh, I am not good at Mario Kart. I'm awful at it. I'm absolute dog. I water. thought I was good, and then I played a buddy of mine who isn't a video gamer at all. But I guess this is his game. Like, it's his one game. And he mopped the floor with, like, a bunch of us. We were like, holy shit, do not cross I have him. a cousin that's like that, but yeah. Smash. Where, like, where are these, insanely like... insanely good at Smash. These video game ninjas. They, like, pick one. They're like, I'm going to just be the best at this. <laughs> I try to diversify my portfolio, you know? Stocks, bonds. I don't know anything about that shit. All right. I'm really good at 2K. That's about the only game that I would say I am elite levels at. There, if there's a game that I would say I am the best at, there are two. It is Left 4 Dead, and it is yeah, NBA Street Volume 2. I will fuck up anybody in NBA Street Volume 2. I was never good at it. I was so like, good Like, actual at it. good. I, I just kind of, like, fucked around. I, I spent so much time playing it. <laughs> so much I don't time. doubt that. You seem like the type of guy who has way too much free time on his hands. Correct. Anyways, WrestleMania 30. Last week we ended with Daniel Bryan winning the WWE Championship at SummerSlam and being screwed over by Randy Orton, Triple H. Now we're at the culmination of the authority angle at WrestleMania 30. Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton versus Batista for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. You're like, hey, you know the Triple H match? That was really good. We covered it already. Go and listen to Triple H Part 3. It's in there. Literally like a month and a half ago or whenever. Yeah, it's was. just back there. Just scroll a little bit. You'll find it. It's really good. Um, I did not remember that Orton got the live band treatment for his We literally entrance. covered this match already on this podcast. I know, but I still didn't remember. <laughs> I remembered every inch of it. I, I remember this. everything about this match because it's like... It's also the one it's not because I've rewatched watched on my own before too. Yeah, I mean, it's not because I've seen it a million times. This is probably like the fourth time I've seen it, maybe the fifth. But like, yeah, we did this for the podcast, and I just remember that. <laughs> is there any particular um, WrestleMania particularly or maybe pay-per-view in general that you're like, I go back to that one and I just rewatch it? Because Pay-per-views in general or Because I've rewatched 30. Like, Royal Rumble matches stand on their own. But I don't think there's like, I think aside from Royal Rumble 2000, there's not like a one that I would watch through the whole pay-per-view. But like I've rewatched WrestleMania 30 on my own. Uh, As far as full pay-per-views, no. Like there are some, I mean, WrestleMania 21 obviously is my favorite pay-per-view of all time. Like I would yeah. go back through and watch that if I ever wanted to burn like three hours or whatever. Like just specific matches though that I go back and watch like all the time. Money in the Bank 2011, Cena yep. and Punk. I watched that match. That that's the match I've seen more than any. It, you it know what's is. a what's a great time killer? Like late eighties through mid nineties Survivor series. It's just the weirdest combination of people in in comically. <laughs> I do. I do. 
People are like, did you watch this like new hot series? I'm like, no, but did you see Survivor Series 1991? Hoo-wee! Are you watching the Loki series on Disney Plus? <laughs> Please. No, I'm watching Survivor Series from 1989. I mean, I am watching Loki on Disney Plus and I, I am burdened with Loki glorious purpose. We are not going to spoil it. No, but it's really good. You should go watch it. Uh, this match, I mean, it's excellent. Uh, the storyline of Daniel Bryan being injured in the match before with Triple H and the authority just being the worst people is prevalent throughout. And it's it's such an easy story to get behind. Yeah. Like you can be a casual and be introduced to Daniel Bryan this day. And you're like, I want that guy to win. Fuck those other people. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I know it was by chance. This match was yes. not supposed to happen. This no. was not supposed to be it at all. Uh, and honestly, looking at Brian's run through the air quotes road to WrestleMania, it's very obvious that there was no intention of having Daniel Bryan in the main event uh, of WrestleMania 30. But man, did WWE like on the fly piece together and fucking incredible story. And this happens this so often where WWE has a plan. They're like, this is going to be great. And then we're like, no, there's a better story that is organic and waiting for you. And then they're like, oh, I guess we should do that and it i mean works it's out it's different though because like i mean spo- i mean spoiler alert because we're just going to talk about it later kofi mania like kofi yeah. mania was something that happened one night and then exploded true like kofi was always popular but you know was anybody like really screaming for kofi to win the wwe championship aside from xavier woods chamber? no like i i daniel was like it could have been the pre-show match. It could have been whatever match. And there was yes chance. There was Daniel yeah. Bryan chance. Like the guy was just on fire uh, throughout the fall. He feared with Orton had that goddamn terrible story. Like, I hated that run that he had with Orton in the fall where it was just like false finishes and all this stupid shit. Cro- dusty crooked finishes. referee, Scott Armstrong, crooked like referees, all that jazz. Um, when it I mean, if we're going to talk about the Daniel Bryan story pre 30, we also need to mention the stinger that he got in that match against Orton on Raw, I think it yeah. was, uh, where he did the missile drop kick, got a stinger in his neck, could not get up, could not move. Nope. They had to, they had to stop the match and everything. He almost had a fight with Triple H in the backstage area. Uh, that is not kayfabe, by the way. That, that was, that was a shoot. He legit almost fought Triple H. Uh, and all that, you know, he had the feud with the Wyatts for that awesome moment on Raw in the cage match where yeah. he, he turns on the Wyatt family. He's doing the yes chance. And I think it's Providence, Rhode Island. Big uh, shout out to Providence. We're going crazy yeah. uh, for it. And, and you know, we, we get to the point where CM Punk is like, yeah, fuck this. After the Royal Rumble, he's not going to have his match against Triple H. And they're like, I guess we got to put this fucking garden gnome in the main event. <laughs> The star of Nomeo and Juliet, Daniel Bryan. Uh, and you're right. The yes movement had taken off. Like the, the pre-match promo package is just showing how prevalent the yes movement, like the yes chants were in everyday life, like in sports. Yeah. Like I remember the in San Francisco sports. Giants, they took over, they used the yes chant. What was it? Minnesota, one, one university in Minnesota for the basketball team was like going off with, or Michigan maybe, yeah. were going off with the yes chance. And it, that was like, they, it was legit a thing on Sports Center. Like, he was yeah. a crossover like guy. And fuck me. Like, just, it's, it was honestly insane. I didn't know uh, about the, the yes movement because I just wasn't watching. And I was already out on Sports Center at that point because I am a 
person that has a brain and watches sports. So I like just don't I don't do the sports center thing anymore. Um, and yeah, it's just one of those things where like we get to WrestleMania 30. I've told the story before on the podcast. I'm at a sports bar with my dad that I used to always frequent with him all the time. And they just have WrestleMania 30 playing. You know, that's where I saw the Undertaker streak end. And then like I missed the opening match. I, I, yeah. I either wasn't paying attention or we just weren't there yet at that point. Uh, but like by the time the main event came around and, you know, fucking American Dragon Brian Danielson's up there and he's, you know, he, he's having his moment. And I, you know, that's that's really what kind of set the the wheel running again. That's what brought me back to wrestling was like, holy shit, that guy yeah. that I used to watch in bingo halls when I was fucking 10 years old is holding up the two type two world titles in the main event of WrestleMania. He's got, he's got a huge beard and he's winning the world title. What the fuck is going on? That guy was wrestling Kenta with an eye patch, and now he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, Pirate Brian." Um, we don't really need to go through the match beat by beat because the just the main storyline of the match is Daniel Bryan has a hurt shoulder from the first match. Like Triple H lost, and then particularly went out of his way to fuck up Bryan's arm more than usual. Um, Orton and Batista do spend part of the beginning of the match fighting each other, and then they clue into the fact that like we should get rid of Bryan. Which yeah. you think they would know that from the jump, but they don't get clue into that for a long time. Yeah. Also, like, isn't Batista supposed to be a baby face? Yeah, the fans fucking hate him. I understand. No, no, no. But I mean, like, just character wise, he's supposed to be a baby face. I feel like, like, about two weeks before they realized, like, yeah, no, Batista's also a heel. Like, he was the tweener of the two. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, we have two heels in this match and, and Brian. Admittedly, he was always a weird baby face. Like, even at the height of Batista in 2006 through 2008, when he was the world, you know, big gold belt guy, it always kind of felt weird him yeah. as a baby face because he didn't look like a baby face. No, he, he doesn't didn't. look like a baby face at all. Even when he had the hair, he looked like a heel. He, always, yeah. he was an excellent heel in 2009, 2010, that whole run. Uh, you know, when he decapitates Ray. We've covered that on this podcast. Go watch the Batista episode. Yeah, episode like nine. What, somewhere way, in that a while range. ago yeah uh you know it, it, it was a fun one to do but he's is an awesome heel so you know seeing him here uh and you're putting him up against a guy who in my opinion honestly is the most detestable heel outside of the miz of the last like 20 years yeah like, this guy Randy Orton Orton is, is one of the best heels just ever but he's also such a good baby face he's like, such a like fun baby face I fucking like I really don't think that Randy Orton gets the credit that he deserves as a wrestler. Like Randy Orton's fucking amazing. Yeah. Randy Orton still to this day, I think, is legitimately if he's not the best in ring worker, short of like, you know, obviously your AJ Styles, your Kenny Omega's uh in terms I think of a, like right a homegrown WWE talent, there is no better worker. There's no better yeah, I, no, WWE there's not. like in ring worker. Like Zero. I would say he has better in ring work than John Cena. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And before everybody goes, but you Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, those guys were around during the territory they, days. They, yeah, they don't are count. not homegrown talents. Yes. I'm talking straight we're talking straight up WWE pipeline, all that jazz. Yeah. He is number one and it's it, it's honestly not even close. It's by a country mile, in my opinion. Fair. In terms of the match. Are there any particular moments that you're like, that's like a moment that stands out for me. I love that moment or that one particular thing. I love the way the match starts off immediately. Like Brian immediately goes and drop kicks uh, Orton into the corner. 
Yeah. Uh, and then he like Batista sets him up for the Batista bomb. He does a Hurricane Rana. You know, it's it's a way of starting the match hot because you know you're going to slow it down completely. Yeah. Uh, but also like giving people like this like quick energy burst because we kind of did just have the Undertaker lose a streak like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. So, we're, we're still mentally recovering from that. Yeah. We got to we got to figure that out. So, hey, here's the this baby face that everyone here loves. Let's just give him in a quick burst really quick. The spot that I like is eventually, you know, Brian is getting taken out by uh, the there's a crooked referee. Scott Armstrong gets brought out. Triple H and staff come out. Uh, what a great tracksuit, Triple H. Great tracksuit. There's the Batista bomb uh, and a kick out by Brian and Triple H gets mad at Scott Armstrong. Like, why the fuck didn't you count faster? Uh, and then eventually Brian sends Batista into the ring post, kicks Armstrong in the head and hits a suicide dive onto Armstrong, Triple H and Steph. Doesn't touch Stephanie at all. No, like Stephanie is off to the side and kind of gets pushed down. She but even caught the, the wind and somehow twisted her ankle. Even the visual of Stephanie getting some form of comeuppance, because yeah. that's the thing is Steph never, ever gets comeuppance. So like, I was like, oh my God, cathartic. Like, And that, that kind of bled into the uh, the story that they would have through the summer with yeah. her and Brie Bella, where even then she didn't get her comeuppance uh, no because comeuppance. of fucking Nikki Bella. No. I wish you died in the womb. I wish you died in the womb. Oh, we should, we should, we should focus on the Bella twins at some point in the future. Just so oh, we a hundred percent. Whoa, they retired. We can. Yeah, do that. exactly. They retired now. Um, also, my only note was when Brian unstraps himself from the stretcher because he was getting stretchered out after a a Batista bomb RKO combo through a table, which was fantastic. Like, why did Randy agree to that? By the way, I don't know. I do. Why? Not I don't like. You're just gonna fuck yourself up, and yep. Batista's gonna be fine. Batista just stood there, and you, the way that Brian unstraps himself from the stretcher, like you cannot contain this man. He's just no. like ripping shit off. Like, it's like he's trying this. to get out of the hospital. He's like, get me the fuck out of here. I got a title to win, and he does. It's he does v- win a title. It's very much not like Rick Grimes in The Walking Dead. <laughs> it's the opposite of that. The op- take that and opposite. Um, Brian, of course, would eventually get. Uh, Batista to tap out to the yes lock because Batista hit a Batista bomb on Orton. Brian then caught Batista with the running knee. Yes lock. And then the call of tap out Batista, tap out Batista, which last episode we talked about how Michael Cole fucking hated and buried Daniel Bryan on commentary. Now, a couple years later, here he is being like, yeah, you got it, Brian. It's like, dude, we remember. People don't forget. I, I will say this is this is his best performance. I, I will still to this great day, like say, this is Michael Cole's best performance of his career. Yeah. This match, the entirety Fair. from beginning, middle to end, like the the call at the end, the miracle kid, the miracle kid, the miracle on Bourbon Street, the impossible dream has become reality. Like I didn't even write that down. I just know that. Like it's because iconic. it's such a it's, good. it's such a memorable call. It's it's one of those things. It's like fucking Hogan slamming Andre. It's like you know those incredible calls of just people like you know geeking the fuck out like. Michael Cole geeking out for Daniel Bryan winning. It was an incredible call. It, it really gave it like a a real feel because you could hear the emotion in his voice. Even fucking JBL like ha- had some decent calls throughout this match. And if JBL yeah. is having a good call, something's going right. Something here. special that that week. So moving on, we're going to do a promo. No, we can't. Oh. There's there's more here because like. There's so much emotion that happens even after the match. There's confetti everywhere. Brian's obviously doing the yes chance uh, yeah. with the two titles, which must have sucked. It genuinely just must have sucked. Like the guy had wrestled two matches 
and was already pretty banged up from his injuries. So like, and those those titles gotta at least be like thirty pounds. Yeah, they they, they didn't have some some weight to them. Like, can you imagine having to do two thirty pound things and just like I lift, I, I do thirty pound dumbbells for my fucking like inclined chest press, and I can only get up like. To, admittedly, I do this after a couple of exercises, but like, I can I can only do about ten before I'm like, okay. And Brian is doing the yes <laughs> chant for a while. He is committed to the yes chant. Yeah, he really is. He is committed to it. Uh, he, eventually, he he points to the audience and like waves over, and he his niece comes into the ring, his sister comes into the ring. They start doing the yes chant. It's a whole family thing. The Danielsons are out in full effect. I think Connor the Crusher's there too. Connor the Crusher was there. I don't know if he comes into the ring or not. I think he just he goes to meet him at ringside, which is like yeah, but that always Connor was there. Strings. It's another emotional moment, dude. It, it this whole thing was like I didn't cry. It got a little misty. Yeah. Not gonna lie, it got a little misty. But it, it's just one of those things where I fucking love this. And Evan, go ahead. Crap, Let's move to soul. things that will make people cry. We're looking at Daniel Bryan's retirement promo. February 8th, 2016, my first note, pain. Uh, Brian has to retire. He has been told by doctors that he has had too many concussions. His neck is in too bad of a place that he just is physically no longer able, like he's no longer cleared to compete by WWE doctors. He has to retire. There was a tweet that was sent out earlier that day that that was what was going to be announced. And then the show kind of coalesced around this whole thing, celebrating Daniel Bryan's career. Um, this promo, this gets me. Wow. Oh, dude, I remember watching that live uh, throughout the entire day. Obviously, I was stressed about it. I, I really was wishing it would be a swerve. I, I knew it I wasn't. was so hopeful, and I, 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 I knew, knew it was wasn't. stupid to be hopeful. Yeah. yeah. Like, I knew it was legitimately over. Um, but, like, I like I just had that one little part piece. That nugget of, of hope. Like, like, please. It's wrestling. Please, Daniel. I know. Just come on. A Mark on, Henry situation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was devastated, dude. When he was going, uh, like, I, I just, honestly, when I just saw him out there with his, with his flannel and, you know, all that stuff, I, I, by that point, I was just like, shit. Like, I, I just knew. The second he was coming out, I knew. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, he starts, uh, he takes in the crowd for a moment. Um, and I remember when he did that live, that's yeah. when I started crying. I yeah. legitimately started crying. The way he says, I've loved this being wrestling in a way that I've never loved anything else was like, really, that's really emotional. But the line that gets me is when he's like, I took a test that said that my brain not might not be as okay as I thought it was. And I'm like, that's like such a real raw thing that we are able to kind of push aside when it comes to watching wrestlers we know that they're we know they're sacrificing their body for our entertainment we know that that's what's happening but to then have a wrestler who we like deeply care about as a fan base be like my brain might not be as okay as i wanted it to be like oh yeah this is their lives like this is they are going to exist as people after wrestling and we lose so many people in wrestling so young that they thought of like daniel bryan stuff like this who very openly like has a wife and child like that Ooh, that gets me. Yeah. I mean, and it's, he goes on. I mean, he was talking about how like five months into his career, the guy's 18 years old and you know, he, he already three had three concussions. concussions. Yeah. Yeah. And it just obviously built up from that point. We covered a lot of his ROH matches. You can't tell me he didn't have at least one from, from, one of from those just five from those five matches. Now, so. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, you know, it built up to the point that Tommy couldn't do it anymore. Um, for you know, you mentioned he he fought it for a long time um, because he loved this in a way that he he never loved anything else. Uh, which fuck, man, that I think that's the point where the crowds that are chanting "Thank you, Daniel," and like I was chanting "Thank you, Daniel" back in 2016 when this was happening, yeah. just unironically on my couch, fucking 10:30 or whenever the hell this happened. I was just saying, thank you, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. And then when he uh, talks about the way that he met his wife, like he met Brie through wrestling and like wrestling gave him yeah. a wife and a family. It's like, gave oh. him everything. Yeah. Gave him literally everything. Oh, this one's pain. Dude, it's just fucking, and you know, he, he, I, I remember, uh, you know, he, he felt every, he said he felt every emotion about today. He felt, he woke up and he felt gratitude. Yeah. Um, 16 years he was doing this so you know it's one of those things where he was able to do something that you know he he felt like he was meant to do for 16 years that's awesome that that truly is awesome you know wrestling brought him his wife his daughter birdie uh back then he didn't have a son but now he does have a son yeah uh good old buddy and now let's move to unpain promo two years later guess what motherfuckers he's back the unretirement oh, yeah. promo two years later, March 20th, 2018. So just over two years later, he had been SmackDown general manager with Shane. He did that role exceptionally well. And he would host yeah. Talking Smack with Renee, which was did that exceptionally well. Awesome. Talking Smack was like that era of SmackDown is, I think, my second one of my probably second favorite wrestling era ever was yeah, I was covering SmackDown split. specifically for uh, Daily DDT. And I was just like, I'm like, I'm lucky. I am watching some of the best fucking wrestling right now. Like, yeah, just after the brand split. It was awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. Generally. And so then it turns out he has been cleared to return to the ring. Uh, and so he comes out to tell us all that he's coming back. And hot dog. This is a good time. Dude, I remember. So I started college by that point, And I had uh, started uh, going to UMass Amherst. So by that point, I was gone from from here in Boston. I was out in Amherst, and I was dorming. And you know, I just wasn't able to watch wrestling because I don't have a TV in my dorm. <laughs> um, but I remember when this was announced, I found a live stream of Raw. Yeah, I had I had or sorry SmackDown. I had to pull it up. I, I there was no way I wasn't going to watch this because it, it genuinely was just that important to me. Um, and, and the thing that always gets me when it comes to this promo is he starts off with kayfabe shit. Like talking yeah. about Sammy and Kevin and how shade, you know, the, the tag of shade and all that stuff was was not cool and all that jazz. Um, and, and then he goes, uh, he 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 for, he just starts talking about how grateful he is, and and he just keeps saying the word grateful, and it's like, hey, Daniel, I I I forget this was the grateful uh, promo. That's what I dubbed this. This isn't the return promo. It's the grateful. It is. He just talks a lot about gratitude. Fifty times in yeah. two minutes, and then he talks about how he like he starts tearing up talking about Bree. Uh, I was like, that gets me. Like that gets me, dog. And she's like, she's the one who told him to fight it and talk to the specialist about getting cleared. And she's the one who kept saying like, go to another opinion. Go to this doctor. You've been cleared by one. Go to a second doctor. Get cleared again. We. I know you want to come back. And it's like, thanks, Bree. Thank you for she's bringing that back, to, Daniel uh, Bryan. Tell him to fight for his dreams. Yeah. It's funny, too, because, like, throughout the whole, like, retirement phase, especially in the last, like, year, 
uh, building up to this. Like we had always seen those things about, you know, Daniel Bryan is probably, you know, he's waiting for his WWE contract to, to expire or whatever, you know, maybe his contract been fr- has been frozen or whatever, all that jazz. And, you know, he, he, he really wants to head over to Japan because he could probably get, he's been cleared by all He'll these doctors there, yeah. he could probably go to new Japan and all that stuff and, and keep wrestling again. And, it built up to the point where like it was undeniable, you know, that the guy could wrestle and for WWE to keep him on ice was dumb because yeah. he is a star. We're all waiting. He wants yeah. to do this. Um, and, and yeah, so he, he finally was able to do that. Uh, he said that Bree told him to go see a specialist. And he just told him to see another And When he got cleared there, he went to see another one. And then when he got cleared there, she told him to see another one. And they just kept going with this pattern. Until so eventually, uh, he, he went to WWE's doctors, and finally they cleared him. Um, and Brian Danielson fights for, or Daniel Bryan fights for his dreams. So Brian Danielson needs to fight for his. And, and I think that's like the most powerful thing that Brian said here. And he talks about not being sure where and when he'll be back in the ring. But obviously, this is March. And then just <laughs> stares at the WrestleMania sign and the crowd's like WrestleMania, like we're going to get him at WrestleMania. And he's like, do you think that's a good idea? Like what an easy pander to the crowd for that one. But like the fans like, like yes, fucking please, please have a match at WrestleMania. Yeah. And it's funny, even right before that, I mean, he thanked everyone, you know, he thanked WWE and the doctors because they thought about him, the person, not him, the wrestler. Yeah. You know, he thanks the fans for never giving up on him, which never like the fans were we all him like every all time he came through. out. Yeah. Every time he came out, he was cheered like crazy, all that jazz. So I'd be teared up again, talking about Brie and Evan. I swear to God, if you don't do this with Amy, that's the bar. That's the bar. That is the, <laughs> bar. the bar. The you bar be is above that bar. The bar is Brie and Brian, which I think is fair. Um, we get massive. Yes. Chance. Get excited. Uh, yeah. He looks up at it and scene and we'll talk about it after scene. The break. we are going to talk about it after the break when we get back we're looking at daniel bryan's first match back from his retirement okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back from the break. WrestleMania 34, it is Daniel Bryan teaming with the best wrestler in the world, Shane McMahon, to face 
Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, those scoundrels from Canada. <laughs> I don't remember this match at all. They had been fired by uh, Daniel Bryan uh, in response to it consistently attacking Shane and fucking with Shane's life, essentially. This is when Shane was a babyface. It's a weird idea. Uh, and if they win, they are rehired back on SmackDown. Uh, th- this one is part of part of the buildup was when Kevin Owens headbutt Vince McMahon, which was yeah. awesome. It was a great moment. Yeah. Uh, also, almost as shocking as when Sami Zayn turned heel at Hell in a Cell. The yeah, prior, like, and October. saved Owens from a uh, giant jump off a cell by Shane McMahon because that man loves jumping off stuff. Uh, that so, moment, I, I'll never forget that when Sami pulled Kevin out of the way. Because yeah, huge one, swerve. It, it, I I love Sami Zayn. As you know, I don't yep. know if the people know, I'm Sami Zayn's number one fucking fan. I absolutely love that man. Uh, so when you know what him and uh, Owens aligned, you know, Steen Generico coming back together and they were my favorite tag team when I was a kid. So it's like, you know, I, I got to see that again in their heels and I know how good of a heel uh, Sami Zayn could be. Yep. So it's like, it's just, it, obviously, you know, at the time I was kind of like, no, Sammy could be such a great baby face. Just make him a baby face. Keep him as a baby face. In retrospect, they've probably made the right decision. The yeah. guy's an awesome heel. He's an even better baby face. Yes. And when they eventually turn him and he becomes one of the it's biggest be baby so faces popular. this company has, it's going to be so awesome. But for now, you know, we'll take him the way he is. Uh, but this also reminded me of the Yep movement. Yep. 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 <laughs> Fucking love that. You know, I, I, I loved how the, Shane had diverticulitis at the time. He had to have surgery or whatever mm-hmm. for all that. And they kind of turned that into a storyline. Yeah. Like as a, into a part of the storyline. There was a lot of real life shit that was like yeah. put into the storyline, which is pretty dope. So the match actually happens. WrestleMania 34 was in New Orleans, which is kind of nice because Brian's first match um, back is the site of his biggest triumph and a huge pop. And Brian's clearly emotional taking in the, the pop and the fact that he gets to go wrestle again. Like he's clearly... Yeah really soaking it in too yeah huge. when his music hits massive pop uh so shane and brian are out first owens and zane attack from behind while their music is playing those bastards i dun, love them dun. um halluva kick so uh immediate halluva kick to brian it's like i hope your neck is okay fucking crack halluva kick uh apron power bob from owens uh, which is exactly how Sami Zayn died in kayfabe and NXT. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Brian. So Brian is now dead. Um, the first Shane, like twelve minutes, or not twelve minutes, like six minutes of the match is Danny Bryan being dead. Yeah. Shane calls for the match to go on, even though he's fucked up and by himself. Because uh, he's the he best wrestler in the Sammy, world. Uh, hits Kevin with some of the worst punches I've ever seen in the world. <laughs> I just wrote excellent Shane punches. We it's love so Shane bad, Bain. dude. So bad. And obviously, they start attacking his midsection. Shane starts selling the midsection because I don't know if you notice or not, but Shane had diverticulitis. He's got so I've heard. midsection. Yeah. Shane is getting fucking wrecked for the first part of this match. Yeah. The first time he gets uh, any real offense is the coast to coast. Like, that's like his big thing. Yeah. Um, he, he It's really a lot of midsection targeting from both Sammy and, and Owens. Uh, Shane fights back. A number of a couple times but you know there's 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 always a way to fight back you know because sammy hits a blue thunder bomb at some point yeah. for a near fall here shane crawls for a tag at one point brian is there's there. He's there. Like, fuck uh, eventually this leads to what you were talking about the coast to coast sammy misses a haluva kick in the corner shane sets him up in the tree of woe tosses kevin to the outside and then hits the coast to coast it's great uh, owens broke up the 
the pin with the senton, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. I like that. Uh, is this when is this when Brian emerges, or that it's just after this? Yeah. So Owens drags Sammy to the corner uh, himself, makes the tag, uh, then hits a frog splash on uh, Shane. One, two. Out of nowhere, Brian comes flying in and breaks the pin. He's alive. Owens misses a cannonball in the corner. Uh, Shane isn't able to get the hot tag because Sammy puts on a headlock. Shane hits a back suplex off the headlock, tags Brian in, and instead of a hot tag, we get something even better, which is Daniel Bryan for the first time in like three years just milking his moment because he is about to wrestle for the first time. Yeah, and he takes out both guys. Huge clothesline to Zane. I like the baseball slide to Owens. Uh, it's like, hey, smarter. I'm not doing a suicide dive. I'm going to do the baseball slide. I've grown. He did his little running clothesline that he does, the super fast one. Yeah. He was like extra fast on this one. He had he had some rockets going for that him. brother. That brother was flying. Uh, and then we get the diving knee off the apron, which I think happens in every match we covered this week. Yeah, just, just about. Yeah, everyone has one of those diving knees at the airport. I mean, it's They're, one of his like signature It's moves. a signature move. It's really good. Uh, Dropkick to Zayn in the ring, and then we get where there's both Owens in one corner and Zayn in the other corner, and Brian's just doing his running back and forth, doing yeah. dropkicks. That it might be the happiest Daniel Bryan is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's when he no. has to run back no. and forth kicking people. No, it's, it's when he's putting someone in a submission hole that's super random. That's true. Anytime he's allowed to hit cattle mutilation, it's just like, mm. When he's in a Greco-Roman knuckle lock and he's able to contort the bodies and shit into yeah. some sort of... Like, the. I don't want to spoil the last match on this podcast, but Evan knows what I'm talking about. When he is just manipulating the shit out of his opponent in multiple yep. ways, that is the happiest Daniel Bryan has ever been. That's true. In a wrestling ring. Okay, so Owens uh, holds up Bryan in the corner. Sammy hits a haluva kick for a near fall. Uh, Owens hits a super kick to Shane when he's on the apron to to knock him off. Uh, hits he eventually grabs Daniel, says you should have stayed retired. Hits a pop up power bomb for a near fall, which was impactful because the pop up power bomb at that moment in time was Owens' actual finisher. Yeah. So Brian is now eating a haluva kick and a pop up power bomb in pretty short time period, and he kicked out of both. Yeah, but he's fresh. He's got three years rest. Um, exactly. Yeah, Owen's saying you should have stayed retired. Just another notch in the Kevin Owens is my favorite in ring talker of all time. He's so good at it. He really is. Yeah, he just sounds genuine when he does it too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shane dumps uh, Owens, uh, then dives on him from the apron. Brian fires up when Sammy starts throwing some some haymakers at him. Yeah, and he says "fuck this," just just starts slapping him around. Uh, he hits the yes kicks. He's doing his yes chant in the corner. Running knee, plies the S lock. Kind of immediately, Sammy's tapped Zane out. has is like, I am done with this. Taps out immediately. <laughs> He's like, Nope. Yeah, I'm I'm done. Fuck it. And Daniel Bryan wins his return match. You'd love to see it. Uh, a good return back. I wish that he was going to be in a singles match in his return, but I understood the the logic of it putting. It made in the sense tag. with the story. Yeah, the storyline really made sense. Let's move to a an excellent singles match, an exhibition-style singles match. Survivor Series 2018, Daniel Bryan, who is WWE champion at this point, taking on Universal champion Brock Lesnar, a fucking dream match. Also, yeah. Bryan is a heel. He had just returned from a 
very real, very emotional retirement, not like seven months earlier. And then, an okay storyline feud with The Miz. Yep. And then he won the title by turning heel and low-blowing AJ Styles in the nards. Like uh, three days before this pay-per-view. Literally three days before, because he was supposed to be co-team captain of SmackDown with The Miz, and instead just hit AJ in the styles and uh, turned heel and won the WWE title, which set up a legit dream match of Brian versus Lesnar, where everyone's like, oh my god, we get to see Brian versus Lesnar. And then they went, oh my god, Brian's neck. We also didn't know what he was. Like, yeah, he yeah. he he maybe turned heel on AJ. Maybe we don't know if this is like going to be a heel thing for AJ. Yet. Yeah, it, it was just kind of full cool, but it, it really was awesome because, like, just think about the year prior to that, we were supposed to get Jinder Mahal against Brock Lesnar, and like a couple weeks before that happened, AJ, you know, won the title off of Jinder. So now we're getting AJ against Brock, and it, it you know, the stars were aligning, and it really seemed like AJ was gonna defend the t- you know he, he was gonna get his comeuppance on brock again maybe we were gonna get that match again and no daniel bryan wins and daniel bryan might be a heel and it was confusing was we didn't exactly weird. know what was happening there but daniel bryan's not a wwe champion he he had just returned earlier in the year so it was kind of like whoa we didn't i never thought he'd win the title again i generally didn't think they'd put it back on i thought they would but i also didn't think that he would turn heel so quickly upon returning though in retrospect, it was a beautiful decision. It really was. It worked out beautifully. This match, uh, Brian is on something to start this match. He's mocking Lesnar's little shuffle that he yeah, does. Yeah, almost immediately you knew that he's, he was a heel. He's fucking with Lesnar the whole way. Uh, and then gets caught with a huge club by the, the man known as Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, when the match starts, Brian immediately goes for a basement dropkick on Brock's knees in the corner. Um, he taunts, he taunts Brock like you mentioned throughout. Um, <laughs> my favorite thing was when he was mocking Lesnar, but it was kind of like he was doing like an old like like a coal miners dance where he's just, nah, like, you know a little cartoon. There's gold in the hills. Uh, Brian kicks Lesnar, who catches the kick, and then, like you mentioned, stiffly. I mean, so stiff. Just clubs. Clubs the fuck out of him. German suplex number one. And Brian is literally sent across the ring. Uh, And then we get a second German suplex, re-rack, and Brian dead again. Brian drags him, or uh, Brock drags him into the middle again, tosses him to the corner, hits an overhead belly to belly, a second overhead belly to belly, a third overhead belly to belly, and then he kicks Brian out of the ring so that Lesnar can pose with his title. And Paul Heyman is looking on like an accessory to murder. Like his face <laughs> on the side, he's like, oh, I mean, is he dead? He looks kind of, poking with a stick, <laughs> just to be sure. Uh, Brian gets tossed in the barricade. Then we get a bear hug spot. You you know how much Which, we love bear hug spots. It's allowed by Brock. It's only allowed by Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar yeah. is the only person that it's can put him. someone in a bear hug. It's him. That's it. It's it's um, okay because it's Brock. Like, if Brock Lesnar put me in a bear hug, I'm dead. Like, that yeah. is just what is happening. I will crumble to dust like Thanos just snapped, right? Uh, <laughs> and then Brian gets the... Uh, there's an overhead suplex from the bear hug, which is great. Lesnar picks him up for an F5, says, Good night, everybody. God damn it, Brock Lesnar, you're a funny man. You're a funny guy. He picks him up by the hair. Yeah, by he the does. Way. And he picks him up for the F5. Uh, uh, and then he picks 
Brian up instead of going with the three. He he could have probably gotten the three and said he picks Brian up off the mat. Like, no, 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 I'm not done. Yeah, Bride kicks him in the face. He kicks him in the face again. Uh, wait, so Brian's dead on the floor. Brock yeah. like bends over to pick him up. Brian kicks him up in the face. He does that twice. Uh, Brock is like, fuck this guy. Picks him up for a second F5. Kyoto gets in the way for some reason. So when the swing happens, uh, Brian hits him, lands on his feet. Kyoto is out. So what does Daniel Bryan do? He low blows the shit out of Brock Lesnar. He kicks him. He kicks him right, get, in his, right in his sables. And then Brock, Brock is selling it because he's just been kicked in the nards. He turns around and immediately Daniel Bryan hits him with the running knees. One, two, Brock kicks out. And we are live. The crowd is unglued. Ready. Uh, Brian with kicks to Lesnar to keep him down. He does the the spot where he grabs grabs Lesnar's arms and he's just fucking stomping. Yeah, the dead man stomps. Yeah. Uh, Brian avoids an F5 at one point. They both end up on the outside. Brian sends Lesnar into the post where, uh, and then hits the running knee off the apron. I'm like, this is insane. Brian's going to win. By the way, Uh, Brian's crazy man breathing throughout this match is fucking excellent it's so weird it's so good though yeah, it sounds like a, he gives off like unabomber vibes yeah uh eventually oh my god <laughs> while like looking like charles manson like he's just anyways cabin in the woods this whole time anyways so it's not just that the a random corporation just unleashing monsters into the cabin no it's brian okay uh so <laughs> Uh, Lesnar catches uh, Brian on a suicide dive, rams him into the post. Uh, Lesnar just tries to hit Brian with the steps, uh, but you know it like misses, and then ricochets uh, into um, him because he. Okay, so he tries to ram the steps into Brian, who is up against the corner in the post. Yep. Brian, Brian moves, moves, ricochets, hits Brock right in the face. Um, another flying knee drop from the apron. Brian. Uh, hits a running knee again for a near fall. That's two now. He's eaten two of those. Yep. Most people don't even kick out of it once. Brock is eating two. Brock is different. Uh, chop block by Brian. Um, and he slams Lesnar's leg into the post immediately because that is what you do. You try to take the guy's leg away because he is a fucking ball of muscle and rage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's like a muscly Kool-Aid man, though. He's still very top heavy. Uh, and then missile drop kick. Lesnar does pick Brian up for an F five. Lesnar's knee gives out immediately though, because it's been worked on so extensively by Brian. It all makes sense. Uh, and Brian having the quickest reactions known to man puts on a yes lock immediately morphs it into a yes lock. The second that Lesnar's down, we're, we're getting just like shots to Lesnar's head. He's just trying to keep him down. Stiff is, palm strikes, dude, With, like into the forearm rub type situation. He is clubbing the fuck out of Brock's face. Lesnar looks like Grimace. That motherfucker is purple. He is purple. Which Brock is so good at selling, dude. Like he, every time he sells, he turns to a different color. He's like a mood ring of selling. <laughs> it's so weird. He just turns a weird color. I'll never forget. I got her. So there used to be this place uh, in Somerville, which is just outside, literally just outside of Boston, uh, called Good Times, which Good is times. like this indoor, like arcade slash like amusement. It's it's kind of weird to experience. It's kind of like Dave and Buster's, but it also had like go karting. It also had like a roller coaster and like these weird like water like bumper car type things. 
That was kind of cool. It, it was an awesome place inside this big warehouse. It shut down. It was very disappointed. But one time when I went there, I had enough tickets and I got myself a mood ring. And I had the mood ring for all of like less than 24 hours because the next day at a pizzeria, I was like looking at it. One second, the mood ring is on my finger. The next minute, the mood ring is now gone. It has disappeared. I never saw it again. <laughs> and we never saw it again. Anyways, Brian smashing his face. Lesnar powers out of it because he is three times the size of Daniel Bryan. Because <laughs> he's a gorilla in a man suit. Brian puts him in like a triangle choke position. He can't get it fully cinched in. Lesnar just picks him up, rotates him in midair as he is picking the man up from the yep. triangle position. F5, one, two, three. Brock Lesnar is legitimately one of the best wrestlers to have ever done it. I don't care what anyone says. I know that people got annoyed with the fact that he was never around and the way that he was booked. Brock Lesnar is so fucking good at wrestling. And then you match He's him so up good. with Daniel Bryan, who's also so very good at the wrestling. You're going to get a good match. This was also a really cool streak for Brock because, like, yeah. right after that in Royal Rumble, he faces Finn Balor in that awesome Great match, match yeah. too. You know, he he had obviously had the the insane match with AJ the year prior to that, which was one of the best matches of 2017. And it, it, you know, Brock is fucking good. People, Just the way that it. they treat Brock as a special attraction was actually perfect. He yeah. was a world Who beater. Gives a fuck if he beat Braun Strowman super quick. I didn't want Braun Strowman to beat him anyways. No. Now, Samoa yeah. Joe, that's a different story. Yeah, Samoa that, Joe probably should have won. But that would have been awesome. That I'm okay if that Joe lost. I just wish he had lost in a more competitive fashion. Yeah, fair. Personally. Let's take our last break. When we get back, Kofi Mania. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back from the break. It is probably my favorite angle slash story slash match ever. Slash thing. Thing. The most invested I've been in a wrestling thing ever. Even when I was a child, I was not this invested. It's, I, it, I was them. super invested in it. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I, Kofi Mania snagged me along for the ride too. Obviously, not as much as you. You were all in on. I this. have been ride or die with New Day since the second they de- debuted. Even when they were like, we're like a weird gospel thing. I was like, these are three very talented wrestlers. I always loved Kofi Kingston. Big E, the second he debuted, I was like, I I don't know what he's about, but I love him. He's huge. <laughs> Big man meat. Big meaty man slap meat. I'm like, yes, I'm in. Sold. And then Woods, the Margaret No, but Woods, I'm like, okay, like an underrated wrestler, but also just like a very funny individual. Super charismatic guy. And then once they let them be their charismatic heel selves, I was like, sold. I love them. They're amazing. Kofi Mania, 
like you said, we were talking a little earlier, like it was something that just instantaneously happened. It's organic. Struck when the iron was hot. It was right. So we're talking about Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan, WWE Championship, WrestleMania 35. Wild to think this is only a year after Daniel Bryan has been back in the ring. Daniel is in his full heel mode, and he is calling people fickle. Fickle! He is the environmental champion. And you know what, people? He was right. It worked. Pretty much everything he said, he was right. Yeah, all that fucking soda with the high fructose corn syrup, you fucking animals. I the don't ballpark soda, food really. that's like $20 for a, a burger the size of your fucking mom. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, you're all stupid. When he got his environmentally friendly uh, WWE championship made, which is gorgeous by the way i by the way i have this in my note here that hemp belt would be my favorite of all time if it wasn't for that weird like green kind of marbly color i didn't like that that like it's you know what i'm talking about right like the greedy blue light color i didn't like that bit of it aside from that though it was perfect beautiful beautiful title um so that the story of course kofi managing to earn the wwe championship get a spot after years of being the mid-card guy we get this and i was so ready for wwe to to hurt me i was convinced i'm like the logical conclusion of this story is for kofi to win even if they don't keep the title on him forever the logical conclusion is that kofi will win and then i thought about it and i was like wwe fucking hates logical conclusions so yeah, I mean, you had the hope because literally yeah. the guy that he was going against was the person that it happened to. Like, that is the best part about this story, in my opinion, is not even the whole Kofi side of the angle. It's the story being told of, you know, Kofi being the guy who's been there 11 years, never had a, a, a WWE title match, and finally he was going to get his match. He he finally was going to get it. It was a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. All this, this is a big spot for him. And who is on the other side of that for him? But Daniel fucking Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Five the years earlier was in the five same years spot. Yeah. And even in the buildup, called Kofi a B-plus player. Yeah. All that Straight. jazz. It, it was just perfect storytelling. It really was. It, the, like, it just could not have aligned better for WWE. I don't know. That obviously probably wasn't the plan for them. They probably... I honestly don't even know what the WrestleMania match would have been if it wasn't Kofi, to be honest. No idea. Maybe it would have been Sheamus. It's always just going to end up being Jada Brown and Sheamus anyway. It's always Sheamus. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, we get here. We, we get to the moment. Also, why, like, why is this over two years ago, but it feels like it happened like last year? Because the last year and a half has been a weird flattening yet extending of time. I know, right? <laughs> it, it, like, thing, I have no idea when things happened in the last sure, 18 months. Seriously. Anything from March of 2020 to now, like, just could have happened at any point. Somebody was like, because uh, Tampa Bay just won their second Stanley Cup in that time frame. In my head, I was like, didn't they win the Cup before this all happened? They're like, no, no, that happened during the pandemic. I was like, I don't fucking okay. remember. <laughs> no, I don't remember any of it. McSqueeze me, bitch. Yeah. Anyways, the match itself. Um, early on, it's just excellent. It's just like good trading of of wrestling moves. I'm not sure if you caught this, but I did. So the WrestleMania 30 match starts off uh, immediately with Daniel Bryan going for a dropkick on Orton. Hurricane Ron, it's a Batista. It starts off very fast paced. It gives the crowd exactly what they want out of the story. This match starts off 
Daniel Bryan puts on a headlock. Yeah, immediately slowing it down. It's the exact polar opposite because he is now the exact polar opposite of the guy that he was five yeah. years prior to. Um, I do like one of the, my favorite early spots is this drop kick by Kofi managing to get uh, Brian to the outside. And he does that flop dive that he does over the top rope yeah. where he just essentially does a high jump over. I was like, God, I love that so much. He can get so much air. He's, he's got such a good vertical. Yeah, it's crazy. Although for the love of God, Kofi, could you do chest day just like one time? He, he, he's allergic to chest day. There is no just chest day. Fucking chest, dude. Yeah. Like, you just do it. He only uh, wants to train his calves. I, one of my favorite submissions early on, Brian picks Kofi out of the air and immediately starts to transition him into a surfboard stretch. And I was like, oh yeah. my God, shades of ROH. He's haunting Brian. him too. Yeah. Oh, love it. Um, uh, Brian's just picking apart Kofi with these forearm shots. Uh, Kofi eventually does manage to hit his like flying clothesline. Um, and he goes right into the boom drop. Uh, Kofi hits a springboard dive. Brian sidesteps him. Uh, so Kofi like runs himself into the announce table because face first, very hard. It was not fun. No, um, Ryan puts on a waist lock on Kofi that lasts about ten years, but yeah. it actually was kind of cool because <laughs> he's yeah, just talking keep, shit the whole time. Keeps it interesting. Uh, um, Daniel Bryan is literally he just out technical wrestles the shit. Yeah, out of Kofi it's all technical wrestling. He's just like that's where I'm superior to Kofi. So that's what I'm gonna do. Um, Kofi one point bursts out of the corner and Brian picks him into a Boston crowd because Brian has been doing his corner drop kicks. He hit two in a row. And on the third one, Kofi tries to like burst out and meet him. And he tries to do the cave in the, uh, what the fuck Cameron Grimes finisher. Yeah. And then Brian just picks him and puts him in a Boston crowd. Like I'm still a technical wizard. Yeah. So good. Uh, Kofi hits Brian off the top rope, uh, three times. (laughs) On the third one, Brian just like falls back. Like he's just knocked out. Just, yeah. just slowly falls backwards. Uh, Kofi hits a splash onto Brian's back for a near fall. Uh, Brian blocks the trouble in paradise, tries putting on a Boston crab. Kofi like contorts himself, turns it into a pin, but Brian being the pin master that he is, turns it turns into his own pin. pin. Yeah. Uh, Kofi hits a cross body, which Brian turns into a pin. Yeah. Uh, Kofi is able for, to for a yes lock too. He's able to turn, try to turn on a yes lock. Brian or Kofi isn't able to do it. There's a lot of counters uh, in, in this stretch of time, like a lot of them. Um, until eventually, Brian gets the advantage, and he is in the corner. He puts on like the most psychopath face imaginable, and he just goes, "Yes." He starts doing the yes chant pose, yeah. and the crowd is yelling at the top of everyone's yelling at the top no. of their lungs. No, no. I love when Brian is is uh, contrarian to the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian goes for running D. It's countered into a roll up. Kofi's able to hit SOS, uh, but Brian turns the pinfall afterwards into a yes. Lock. Yeah, turns the kick out into a yes lock, which was crazy. Uh, and and while he's doing it, by the way, he's fucking hit him in the ribs with elbows. Yeah, they make which the is fucking co- beautiful where Kofi is telling Brian to keep hitting it. Like they get up and they're, they're face to face and they're trading kicks, which like trading kicks with Daniel Bryan always sounds like a really bad idea. Unless you're like Lionel Messi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we get a great reverse suplex by Kofi for two. And then we get some outside shenanigans because of course, new day and Rowan, because Brian was with Rowan at this point. Remember Rowan? What a Rowan time. was great with Brian. He really actually he was. was. 
Woods gets clawed by Rowan, where he just has like the full claw on his head uh, and tossed over a desk. E gets clotheslined. Uh, then Kofi manages to hit Trouble in Paradise to Rowan, and the rest of the New Day hit Midnight Hour with Woods jumping off the desk. Love and Rowan Midnight is now Hour. dead. And Rowan is now dead. Yes. Uh, Kofi or Brian tried to go for a suicide dive right before he's a when he's like halfway out the ropes. Uh, Kofi's able to deck him. Yeah. Um, he misses the Trouble in Paradise, eats a running knee, and kicks out of one of Huge. the most amazing near falls yep. this company has ever produced. That's where I lost all my hope was when the running knee got hit. I was like, oh, here it is. And then when he kicked out, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Yeah. And then New Day's back in Kofi's corner. Brian drags him over right in front of them, does the dead man stomps. Uh, Brian turns him around, puts on the yes lock. But Kofi is not having it, baby. He's Kofi in it for like a while. He escapes into guard eventually. Yeah, Kofi escapes it. Uh, he His shoulder is doing some weird contortions. I don't know how the fuck he didn't tear something there. It's because he skips uh, chest day. He's got more flexibility in his shoulders and chest. No, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> that's I, not how that works. That's, that's science right there, baby. It's not how that works. I mean, um, he sure starts hitting forearm shots on Brian. Uh, eventually he's like you said, he's, he's got him in the guard. He's still hitting those forearm shots. And then Brian or Kofi turns the tide on Brian. He grabs him by the arms, starts doing the dead man stomps uh, onto Brian. They look really fucking stiff because Kofi obviously doesn't know what he's doing when it comes to that move. Not as much as Brian does. No Daniel Bryan's move. Uh, trouble in paradise. One, two, three, ladies and gentlemen, Kofi Kingston is your new WWE. The reaction shots of the people backstage cheering for Kofi were crazy. The reactions of Woods and E are crazy. Woods balling. Woods immediate waterworks. And like I I joked about earlier, Woods has been on record from like 2016, like when they were together, being like, one of our goals as a team is for Kofi to win the championship. People are get mad at me saying, like, you should have goals for yourself. You should want to be WWE champion. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah, he said, I want to win King of the Ring. I want to be King of the Ring. That's all he's Kofi ever wanted. to be WWE champion. Like, yeah. And it happened, and it came true. And, like, again, there's something very authentic about, like, when wrestling is, is real and raw in a way that isn't, like, ex- exploitative. Like, the fact that, like, you can tell they've been together for so long. The guys in the New Day care about each other. They're yeah, they're legitimately brothers. very close yeah. friends in real life. So the ability to then see them celebrate their like elder statement, get his fi- get finally reach the pinnacle, right, was crazy. And they didn't have to draw anything else up with like there didn't need to be any like big other part of the storyline. It's just we're just so proud of Kofi, right? God, it's yeah. such a good time. And then Brock Lesnar ruined story. it. I mean, look, you know, it sucked how it happened six seconds on a SmackDown. You know, that 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 was not great. But, like, what a fucking title rate it was for Kofi. Great title rate. The reign. people he put down, he put down Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, AJ Styles. Dolph Ziggler. Uh, it should Dolph have been Ziggler. me. There, there were so, so many, like, he, he... and. In like very good competitive matches, and he yep. was made, you know, he was put over strong throughout like his title reign and all that stuff. Really, like, yeah, he lost to Brock Lesnar. Everyone else does, you know. The the way it ended should have been better, 
But in terms of rain, I I defend that rain. I think it was great. Kofi Kingston is forever my WWE champion. He's my guy. John Cena is actually forever my WWE champion. So. Yeah, but is he your W? W? E? Yeah, great time. No, he's just the best WWE champion. He's the doctor of thugonomics. Let's move to our last match, which is from this year. That's right. Yeah. It's a Thunderdome era match, baby. I'm I was excited for this because I vaguely remember the match. Not really. I didn't actually like watch it. I watched it, but I feel like I was doing something else while I was watching it. I think I caught like bits and pieces of it, but I kept like leaving the app on my phone because yeah. I just kind of wanted to do something else. <laughs> so it is Fastlane 2021. It is babyface Daniel Bryan facing Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. The winner will go on to face Edge at WrestleMania. Was it 30? What, what did we just have? 37? 37. 37. God, it's, it's all blending together. Um, yeah. Winner faces Edge. Edge is the special enforcer for this match. Uh, we know how it ends. They end up having a triple threat. Spoilers for the WrestleMania main event that just fucked Daniel happened. Bryan did not win this match. No. Spoilers. He also didn't win the, the triple threat. Though I predicted him to because I thought they were going to swerve us all. But here I, we are didn't if i'm being honest <laughs> no you Roman predicted that correctly <laughs> i did i i, I don't did. remember the predictions picked, i predicted roman you picked, 100%. You picked roman 100 yeah <laughs> uh i was excited for this because roman reigns the tribal chief this heel character that he's had for the last you know the better part of the last year has been fucking amazing it's like i don't care what people say you know the tribal bore or whatever the hell the the cool thing to say on twitter is People do that? I don't follow those people because they're terrible. I just notice it. It happens a lot with the a the pro AEW crowd. I'm not an anti AEW guy. I love all elite wrestling. I used to fucking review it for the website back when I was uh, not retired from writing. I really, really enjoyed. I really still enjoy. I love this whole thing they have going on with Kenny Omega and his weird facial hair and now Hangman Page and all this stuff. I love AEW. Please leave WWE alone if you don't like it. Just just don't just watch. Stop don't watching comment. it. Yeah, like just leave it alone. It's it's as simple there's, as that. Just, just don't there's so watch much it. wrestling. There's like, so if, much if you, wrestling. It's one thing right if now. it's constructive criticism, you know, if it's yeah. legitimate criticisms. But if you're just like calling Roman Reigns a piece of shit and like he's so boring because you love Kenny Omega, it's like, yeah. I'm I'm sure I you know love the fuck out of John Cena. That didn't mean Batista was a bad champion back in the day. That didn't mean fucking AJ Styles was a shit champion in TNA or you know AJ Styles in TNA being an awesome champion. Didn't mean that fucking CM Punk was a shit champion in WWE and all this stuff. It's like I I can understand why you if if Roman Reigns in this heel persona is not your style. If you just didn't like Roman Reigns from the jump, and you know you that. you've. You've not noticed his improvement. Uh, you know, you, you, if, you don't If you haven't noticed his improvement, though, get your eyes checked. Yeah, he's miles also ahead of where else he's been. Yeah. If if you hate this Roman Reigns character because you are a smark and you are listening to other smarks, I fucking hate you. Just know that. I hate you. Because <laughs> he is awesome. He is legit so good in this. Wrestling is too character. short to spend your time just hating shit. All right? I hate the 24-7 championship. I don't pay it any fucking mind anymore, though. I just leave it alone. I focus on the wrestling that's interesting. I am intrigued now because Malachi Black is a thing. Cool. Yeah. I'm in. Also, fucking literally everything else in WWE sucks right now. (laughs) 
Except for this, except for Roman Reigns. There are very exceptional performers in WWE, and I like them, and I will follow them, and I like watching their matches. Like, I will watch a Cesaro match if it's on. I will watch sure. pretty much any women's wrestler right now in WWE. WWE has so much women's yeah, talent. Yeah, Bianca Belair is awesome, but she's yeah. in this never-ending feud with Bailey that fucking sucks. WWE could use a clean reset of a lot of their storylines. Anyway, and it'll happen when the crowds are back, probably. But anyways, speaking of no crowds, Fastlane 2021. Brian's tactical prowess versus Reigns' strength. Very similar in style to the Lesnar match. Obviously, Reigns isn't OP like Lesnar was then. Uh, though I will say, Reigns does have an infinity gauntlet on his right hand. Interesting. Which is awesome. I love that gold, yeah. like, punching glove. Yeah. Early on, Reigns with a headlock takeover kind of in control. But then we get something you had alluded to earlier, which is Brian with some serious joint manipulation. He likes fucking yeah. with people's joints. He is just taunting Roman because he knows he can out-wrestle him. And this is also kind of a callback to their match for Fastlane in 2015, which we left off of here because I don't remember what I told you, but I said I wanted this one. We wanted wanted like a a within the last year Brian match. Yeah, and it would have been the AJ one, but honestly, I just kind of wanted to see Roman Reigns. So Yeah, here we are. Um, But yeah, no, this, this... this was a cool little callback because I mean the the a lot of the premise of that 2015 feud, uh, yeah, it was Roman you know feeling like he needed to, to earn his spot and all that jazz and Brian being the super mondo babyface and WWE messing up completely trying to get Roman Reigns over. Yeah, uh, but a lot of it was Brian being a better wrestler and that is what he was saying to Roman. Like, I am a better wrestler than you. All yeah. that jazz. And I'll be fucking damn if six years later he isn't proving that to the motherfucker, that he is a better technical wrestler than Roman Reigns. An excellent technical wrestler. Uh, We get the backflip reversal. We get the uh, turnbuckle kind of moonsault reversal. Haven't seen that in a hot minute. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while since we saw that. Uh, And then Brian's trying to like power up and do his things and Reigns just catches him in a tilt-a-roll backbreaker. I was like, fuck. Yeah, my favorite thing, Roman at one point hits like a warning shot and just starts talking trash. And it's yeah. so much trash talk. He's like, at one point he goes, I told you, you could take your little ass home right now and I'm going to send you there. Rain slaps Brian to the outside at one point and then Edge just watches because he's being a good special guest enforcer. He's just he's just here to enforce. Nothing has had to happen to be enforced yet. So he's just hanging out and Rain's just jawing at him. Rain's... Really, his ability to talk in ring, carrying during the the Thunderdome era. Yeah, uh, fucking Brian brought it right back to him, though. Yeah. He had big Brock Lesnar match energy here in (laughs) in his attitude. He's just like, after, you know, he gets gets a a Greco-Roman knuckle lock, and he gets the advantage on it, and he just asks Roman, you want a break, huh? Like, he's talking his shit, too. So, you know, at one point... Uh, Brian reverses into an arm bar. He really is just toying with Roman with all these submissions. He, mm-hmm. He's like, hey, you are the big strong man, and I'm going to wear you the fuck down. Yeah, and he does. He does a really uh, good side job headlock. It. Roman is pissed because, you know, as as what heels do when they are upset, they put on a side headlock. Yeah, <laughs> it's their whole gimmick. Brian reverses it into an arm lock with his knees. We get some joint manipulation, baby. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually, we get that tilt roll slam you were talking about, which was absolutely stunning. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, Roman uh, just starts clubbing Brian. Yeah. 
And this is when we get to the outside, and that's when Edge just kind of jaws at Reigns, Reigns jaws at him back. Yeah, which we love. We love a good trash talk. We do. Um, Roman is is just wearing the fuck out of Brian with a strength. This is the point where Roman is now on top because the heel always has to be on top for a long time. Um, at one point, Brian tries to go for a top rope Hurricane Rana. Roman grabs him, puts him in like the Styles class position, kind of drops down to the floor. It wasn't like the, I think it was the last episode. I don't remember who did that to Brian, but it got dangerously close to. Uh, it was last spiking, episode. Yeah. Spiking the motherfucker. Yeah. Um, but but in this one, he he does it. It's pretty effortless, to be honest. Turns it into a Boston Crab. A very lightly applied Boston Crab, I will say. I He's will also some- say Daniel Bryan, fucking great counter out of this. He like flips out of it forward and rolls up Roman for uh for a near fall. Roman yeah. then I I will say Roman caught Brian on I want to say he caught him on a dive. Yeah, uh, he did. But he but he fell and then yeah. picked him back up again. Yeah. <laughs> uh Brian runs him into the post uh so and then hits his apron flying knee because he loves doing that move. Check it off on the on the magic scorecard. Uh, we get a knee drop from the top rope onto Roman's left shoulder, and now Brian is starting to work that motherfucker. Yep. Uh, missile drop kick for a near fall. Yes kicks. Yes kicks. I love the yes kicks. Yeah, Roman catches the last one because Brian's just never able to do the last yes kick. You know the one, everyone. The one yeah. I'm talking about. Oh. Yeah, that one. I bet if he uh, drags him into the corner, watch, you'd just be able to kick the guy in the head. Drags him into the quarter and hits his patented vicious fucking uppercut. Roman Reigns' uppercut is one of the best punches in the history of professional wrestling. That it's guy, so good. What a surprise. Roman Reigns is a good professional wrestler. I'm, it really I'm, is. There are still people who are mad about that, but like this man can professionally wrestle. At a very high level. At, a, and at an elite level. <laughs> it's it's awesome. Uh, Brian hits a Hurricane Rana. Um but Roman reverses it, hits a powerbomb. Or, sorry, uh, Roman tried to go for a powerbomb. Brian reversed it into a Hurricane Rana, and then from there hit the final yes kick for a near fall. Is that when we get the face stomps? The, the, yeah, the, the dead the, man stomps? he grabs him, hits the dead man stomps, uh, yeah. and then like turns it immediately while still holding on to the arm into a yes lock. And he is wrenching the fuck out of that shoulder, by the way, while he's putting it on. And then Reigns being like, I am a strong boy. Watch me be a strong boy. Decides to lifting power bomb, like power out of the yes lock by doing the lifting power bomb. After some ground and pound, which looks stiff as fuck. Yeah, that gets a two. Uh, then we get the official spot, right? Uh, yeah, so Brian uh, kicks Roman on a spear attempt. He goes back into the corner. Brian hits the running knee, but he did not hit it on Roman. No, he hit it on the referee. He fucked that referee up. I would not want to take a Brian running knee as a, as a bump spot. Yeah, then Roman turns around, hits him with a spear. Uh, Edge, being the special enforcer, is now the referee of this match. One, two, Brian kicks out. Good job being a, an impartial special uh, enforcer. He also had some very quick reactions. He was in that ring yeah, he was very fast. Ready to go. Higher Edge is uh, an official when he's done. <laughs> when he's done, done. I mean, he's done, done. Yeah, Edge, very similar uh, to Brian, except a longer wait period. Very long. Uh, <laughs> Brian puts on a triangle choke. Roman picks him up, but Brian maneuvers him somehow. I don't know how the fuck Daniel Bryan managed to do this. 
I, but he contorted himself in a way that he like swung himself up and around and was able to put on a yes lock. I just it wrote, somehow we are beautiful. in a yes lock. Yeah, somehow we're in a yes lock. Uh, it, it looked really, really good. And then um, who's here to save the day? It's Jey Uso, baby. Uso! Super kick to Brian. And one to Edge for fuck, fuck you, that's why. <laughs> For no reason team. whatsoever, he takes out Edge. Just a drive-by on Edge. Uh, Jay has a chair, tosses Edge into the ring post. Brian hits the running knee to Uso. Uh, Heyman's reaction in the background as this is happening is fucking perfect. Because he's like, he's just sitting there, and he's like clearly excited that Jay's here. And then once Brian hits him with the running knee, he's just this look of like, we asked you to do one fucking thing. <laughs> we We asked you to do one thing, Jay. And he fucked it up. By the way, Paul Heyman being absolutely terrified of Roman Reigns this whole run has it's been so incredible. It's so it's good. Um, um, so Brian picks up the chair. Um, he he accidentally hits, or he hits Uso with the chair. Accidentally hits Edge with the chair. That eats a Superman punch. Roman yeah. goes for a spear, but Brian hooks him, uh, puts on a yes lock. Roman, after a while, taps, but Edge is out cold. The referee is still out, so who the fuck knows what is going on? Um, and then eventually, Edge picks himself up. back up, picks up the chair, creams Daniel Bryan with the chair, creams Roman with the chair, walks away after screaming, this is mine, and breathing super fucking heavily into the mic. <laughs> super heavy. Uh, yeah. Roman crawls over to Bryan. Drapes himself over him. The referee counts to three. Roman Reigns retains the universal title. Tribal Chief, pay your respects. I like the finish. I remember being really confused as to why Edge was in the tweener role, and then I remembered they're probably setting up for the triple threat, and with the triple threat, it's probably better to have somebody fill the tweener role. Brian was pretty freshly babyface, so having Edge kind of fill a tweener role, plus Edge is also better as a heel. Always has been, always will be. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a perfect little asshole. And he has been cutting some fucking great promos since he came back. Yeah, I'm glad Edge is back. I, I upon Edge. upon further reflection, the twenty twenty one Royal Rumble was weird as hell. I don't remember it. I haven't gone back and watched it. I don't um, love it. I don't think it'll be in my like rumble rotation. Probably every once in a while, but like it's a weird match. It's no 2020 Royal Rumble. I'll say 2020 that. Royal Rumble was beautiful. It was awesome. It was one of the best matches of last year. Yeah. Like legitimately. Just Keith Lee, big boy gif. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> that um, is all five of our Daniel Bryan matches this week. Javier, what are your thoughts on the return from retirement of Bryan? What have your thoughts been on this kind of era of Bryan's career? I haven't hated it. I kind of liked it. He's, he's kind of been like a mercenary technical wrestler of sorts. Um, yeah. I'm really interested to see uh, what what's going to be the case with him moving forward. Because last time we saw him, he lost to Roman on SmackDown, I believe. And he was just banished from SmackDown. So the logical thing that's going to happen here is he pops up on Raw. Yeah. Uh, which we have we have a draft coming soon down the pipeline. I, I assume that's when he'll pop back up again. Seeing him against Bobby Lashley would be cool. Um, yeah. Again, I'm similar really dynamic excited. to the Reigns and the Lesnar match. 
yeah, I'm really excited to see, you know, what he could do on Raw. Um, it's been a very long time since he's been on Raw, since pre-retirement. Yeah, so, yeah, he's been smacked you know, we, down we exactly, for a long time. Yeah, we don't exactly know what's going to happen there. Um, and, and it's just, it's a very interesting uh, situation they've got going on there. Um, I'm, I'm excited for that one, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I really like this whole Brian thing. I really like the stuff he was doing uh, surrounding the IC title last year. thought that was really fun. You know, obviously his match with AJ on SmackDown for the IC title was fucking incredible. Like legitimately one of the best WWE matches yeah. of last year. And yeah, you know, it's it's been weird because it, it's no longer he's no longer, you know, the yes movement guy. He's kind of like the adult version of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, that it's kind of makes sense. Like he's he's evolved. He's just the technical master. He's like the the indie darling who made it essentially. Because there's lots of these guys who are just like really excellent technical wrestlers who WWE just isn't going to give the top title. He's the one who made it, so he has a little bit more like cred. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's a little bit more legit. Not saying that like Cesaro isn't legit, but Cesaro's never been world champion. Brian has been, right? Yeah, you know he's what is he a five time world champion? Five time. You know, he's he's been he's been really successful. He's like the indie Booker T, five times. <laughs> yeah, you literally could not have asked. I, I don't think you could have asked for a better run for this guy when yeah. he when he signed there from from ROH and Evolve and all that jazz. You know, him coming off the independence and signing with WWE was obviously going to be scary because no guy who looked like him or came from his background had succeeded there. Yeah, and CM Punk did. And then, you know, obviously it kind of comes full circle because Punk was the first like real indie guy that that was able to shine for the WWE. Uh, And it also was Punk leaving that gave Daniel Bryan the opportunity to to cad that story at WrestleMania 30 and all that stuff, you know. Um, Also, yes, we understand that we missed the, uh, what is it, over the edge, over the limit match between those two uh, from 2012. We will get to that. Yeah, we will get to that in somebody else's episode. Ooh, ooh, who's will in be? the eventual Mike Kyoto episode? <laughs> I was gonna say that, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I really am interested to see what happens next for Brian because the story, I'm telling you, story doesn't end in WWE. The story is not gonna end. You have been convinced of this McMahon. the whole time, and you know what? I think you're right. But where it's it not ends, not gonna end for Vince McMahon. Where it ends, I don't know, but I'm excited to see it. I think it'll end in an untelevised match in the backwoods of fucking Aberdeen, Washington. When he's like 60 years old. When he's like 60 years old. It's a match that was put together by fucking Gabe Sapolsky. And the tickets are like $5. He's going to wrestle, he's, buddy. He's going to be no, He's, he's going to be like He's gonna be like uh, Ray and just stick around until his son's wrestling. No, he's going to wrestle Terry Funk. Oh, geez. Oh, prayers out to Der- Terry Funk, too, apparently. Oh, what happened to Terry Funk? He's been battling dementia, according to some reports. So oh, pray- prayers dude. Out to yeah. Oh, uh, well, shout out to Terry Funk. Uh, yeah. I wish him nothing but the best, obviously. I'm hoping these reports are not true. Yeah. Um, who knows? Or if they are, that, he, that he's got the support and he's doing okay. Yeah, hopefully hopefully uh, he's going to be fine, but yes. One more uh, run out of retirement for Terry. Guess You'd it, guess it won't it. be Daniel Bryan's last match. No. Uh, let's, let's feed him fucking... Nigel McGuinness, who knows? Yeah, who knows? That's going to wrap up this week's episode. Javier, where can people find you on social media? I am on the Twitter machine at JMellow Sports. Follow me if you'd like. Interact with me if you'd like. I'm very lonely these days. 
Follow me on Twitter at it's Evan Gomes, I-T-S-E-V-A-N-G-O-M-E-S. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Crossbody of Work. Follow us on Instagram too. Maybe we should post more on Instagram. Probably should. I say that every week. Um, if you have ideas for who we should cover in the coming weeks, let us know either through the DMs or crossbodyworkpod at gmail.com. Next week, do you know do you remember who we got next week? Actually don't know. Well, then I'll surprise you with this. Next week we are covering a Star of a bygone era, one of the uh, most beautiful wrestlers of all time, especially compared to all you sweat hogs. It's Rick Rude. Oh, <laughs> Rick Rude next week. Get your airbrush tights out, baby. I was like, are we doing a what female wrestler are we doing? Next We're doing week Rick Rude, that? a beautiful man. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's I'm very excited about that, actually. Yeah. Rick Rude is awesome. I really like Rick Rude. Rick Rude is one of those ones that I always see like certain, you know, narcissist characters compared to. And I haven't really done a deep dive into his stuff. So I'm excited to see kind of the evolution of Rick Rude and, and what uh, what he brought to the table and probably him being a complete jerk because that's apparently what he was best at. So not the actual person, the the character of Rick Rude. I'm hit. The character of Rick Rude was fun. Yeah, but that is going to be next week. And we appreciate you sticking around for all three Daniel Bryan episodes. If you haven't heard the other two, go back and listen. What are you doing? You're doing this out of order. Go back. Yeah, fucking weirdos. Yeah. You missed one? Go back. Uh, but that's it. Javier, any last words for the people? You know, just keep living life. Uh, I'm very, very fortunate that uh, I still have health. I still have uh, the people I care about are healthy. You know, we, we managed to make it through a pandemic, and, and everyone that I know and love is still okay. Uh, that doesn't have to be the case for, for the majority of the people out there. I know that, you know, it's obviously a very, very troubling time for, for a lot of people, but just know that you're not actually alone, you know, just yeah. if you need, if you need anything, you need any help, reach out to your boys. Yeah. If, if Happy you feel to help. like you're, you're alone and, and you've got nobody, we'll fucking be there, man. Yeah. We're we, your boys we, now. We Maybe we'll we love to start, doing all this. We'll have to start a discord and then people can chat and hang out. We could be friends. Yeah. When we say your boys, we mean y'all too. Yeah, we mean y'all. Y'all are part of your boys. But that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.